ECW live cast. This week is episodes 35 and 36 of ECW Hardcore TV from December 7th and 14th of 1993. I'm Mike Prue along with JV. JV, what's going on? Nothing much, dude. Recording this on a Sunday Sun- afternoon after a, a, a sad, sad excuse of a fucking snowstorm, huh? <laughs> yeah. It, it all melted by the morning, but <laughs> that's a good thing. I'm, gl- I'm glad it was a sad excuse for a snowstorm. Then we don't have to fucking jumble it. Well, yeah, so we're we're doing this early, earlier than usual. We usually do it like maybe five days before. We're doing it ten days before it releases. So it's uh, actually January 19th as we're recording this. And we're, uh, we're sitting down just before the AFC and the NFC Championship games kick off. So we don't know who's in the Super Bowl yet at this point when you're listening to this. And uh, those of you listening to it, you already know. We don't have any uh, anything to say about the Super Bowl because we don't know what the fuck who the fuck's in it. So next time yeah, we'll talk but, uh, to you, well, the Super Bowl will be already over. At that who do you want to see in the Super Bowl? Think who do you want to win it? I want the Titans to win it. Yeah, me too. I want the Titans to go all the way. Okay, we're, we're New England fans here. And uh, the Titans are like the little brother of the Patriots. And they <laughs> shut down the Patriots too. So They got Mike Vrabel. Yeah, they got Vrabel. And, hey. Belichick's coaching tree. He's part of the tree now. And uh, he's one of the first coaches to, to beat Belichick in one of the... Uh, he's not a rookie this year, right? Brable now. I yeah. don't believe so. I believe it's his second season. Yeah, so... But generally, uh, younger coaches don't have any luck with Belichick. and This was proven wrong that time. So, yeah. Who, who do you want to see the Titans against? Jamie. Packers. Packers. Yeah, that's what I'm going with too. So hopefully we got a Packers Titans Super Bowl coming up. But hey, you guys already know what the fuck it is, and we sound like idiots if we're not right. <laughs> For right, we're geniuses. <laughs> These guys predicted it. Ten days. Yeah, geez, they, should, oh. they should do a prediction podcast next. <laughs> But anyways, BTT Army, thanks for tuning in as always, and thanks for being part of the Patreon $5 tier for all the good content that Book in the Territory puts out. Mike Mills and his boys, Chris Harper and Doc, Doc Turner. And uh, thanks for checking out the two other saps in the Book in the Territory Patreon family. That's me and JV. So we appreciate it, of course. But if you also want to listen to more of us other than Paying $5, you can listen to us for free weekly on Wednesdays on the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast, the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin. And this week, dropping today, 
is the special edition watch along episode. It's Royal Rumble season here in January, January 29th. So just a few days ago, the WWE had their Royal Rumble. And we figured it was a good time to do a Royal Rumble. So we're going to go back in time to the beginning. It's actually Stone Cold Steve Austin's second televised match in the WWF and his first pay-per-view as the ringmaster at Royal Rumble 96. So we're going back to check that out because we skipped over that Royal Rumble when we first started the show. We actually talked about that Royal Rumble on our very first episode of the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast. So we're doing a throwback to recover that match. So check us out there, but also check out the other episodes in the archive. We've gone from that point, January 96, all the way through October of 1999. So check that out at the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast. But back to what we have going on here today. We're continuing our coverage, and we're getting to the end of 1993. It is now December, December 7th and 14th of 1993. And last last time we just covered uh, the Terror at Tabor, which was recorded in November, early November, just before the November to Remember show. And we had a great match last week uh, between, or the last time we talked to you guys, between Sabu and Taz for the championship. And Sabu retained there. So we're picking up after that. And we're going to have the Tasmaniac back in action. Kevin Sullivan's going to be here on this first episode. You're going to get Johnny Hotbody and JT Smith in a match. Shane Douglas is back with the promo. And Woman is here again. So, good shit going on there on that December 7th show. And then later on our December 14th show, after the break, you're going to get Shane Douglas and Tommy Dreamer teaming up. Great pairing against Taz and Kevin Sullivan. And that's the big match there on the second second show that we'll be getting to as well. Let's get it started. Let's get to our WWE Network and get to that episode from December 7th of 1993. If you need time, just pause me here. And then when you're ready, hit play, and we'll be right back to give you the countdown. JV, you all set? Zero. Alrighty, dude. Just uh, real quick, 41 minutes, 45 seconds, correct? Yep. yep. 41.45 is the length of this episode. I'll count three down to one and say play. And when I say play, I'll click play and get this started here. Three, two, one, play. All right. As we said last time, we don't need to go over what's being shown here. But it is the disclaimer. I'm not going to read it. I'm not going to talk anymore about it. But it's there. All right. Now we get right into some action. And it's Mr. Hughes in the ring with his manager. The lovely Jason, that lovely mullet. <laughs> and Joey Styles is running down the card, which I kind of just gave you a little preview before we click play. These early episodes, the audio blows. David, do you want to explain yeah, a little bit about last episode and why the promos may not have been as they usually had been? So in case anybody's uh, wondering. Yeah, so basically when you ampl when I when I amplify the sound of the uh, that part of the the uh, background audio, if when it gets to a point of being too loud, you just hear like a almost like a whistle or like a breezy sound in the background. And it just sounds like shit. So rather than do that for some, and it might be like that going for a few episodes going forward until their production gets better. Um, 
you know, when we break away and you're supposed to be listening to something, if it's not as loud, if it just sounds like the, the same um, background volume, sorry about that, but yeah, just the only alternative is that is that it sounds like shit. So. <laughs> right. And you'd rather not have it sounding like shit in your headphones or if you're yeah, in the car yeah. and the volume's up. Yeah. So tried to spare your ears there. Well, yeah, this is a weird start to the show. You have Mr. Hughes in a match. Um, I guess the guy's name is Mike Norman. Storman Mike Norman. And I don't know much about this guy, but I'll do a quick little search and see who Storman Mike Norman is. Probably hasn't done much. Well, let's see. All right, so I'm looking at Pro Fight DB database. And he does have uh, a decent amount of matches. ECW, his first one being here against Mr. Hughes, and he'll be around until July of '95 in some matches. His last match is against Mikey Whipwreck. Heat Wave '95. Say July of '95. Yeah. So Damn. he spends all of '94. Not many matches though. He'll have a match against Kevin Sullivan and Taz as a tag team. He'll go up against 911, Two Cold Scorpio. <laughs> Public enemy in a tag match, and Mikey Whipwreck, and he he loses every single time. So he's a jobber, ECW jobber. That, that's gonna suck to be an ECW jobber. You don't even get a fucking win in ECW. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they can't even give you a little. It's a, it's a lower tier of jobber. <laughs> Not even good enough to be a jobber in the WWF. <laughs> Job for ECW. Nice sidewalk slam by Mr. Hughes. Looks much more much more menacing when he's in the ring and not on the mic. <laughs> he's so much bigger here than he is, uh, you know, in 1999. Right. Or at W. Uh, the bottom line. WWF and the bottom line cast. Yeah, 99. He's lean and he's fit. All right, so we got the, our opening here. Same video package. What happened to the rock music? Are we never going to get that again? Yeah, I guess they said fuck this music. Went back to the previous one. Ooh, Stan Hansen with a lariat. Oh, now they just added a Sabu and Taz. Yeah, there we go. Updating it a little bit. <laughs> right at the end. Easy edit for him. <laughs> yeah, no shit. All right, Maddie in the house. So he's just going to give a little rundown of what's happening on the hotline, it looks like. This guy does a good job. Yeah. Good hype, man. How long does he stick around for? I think he's around for all of 94. Most of 94. So he's promoting a no DQ match. Tables. He's losing his mind. It is so funny. Every time I see him, I say it, but he changes his look every single appearance. <laughs> yeah, he does. Ooh, Terry Funk. Let's take a listen to Terry Funk. Oh, this is an old promo. He has to say we've heard this. But hey, let's take a listen anyway. I right, actually, no, never mind. This is a video package showing some of the highlights of his time in ECW. But here's the time where he was a 
top of the eagle's nest. Jay Sully doesn't know what the fuck to do. <laughs> oh, this was the crazy time he ran over the dummy. <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> yep. Back in April. He I'm probably has, great. like, the top 15 moments since we've been covering. Oh, God. He's got. A, he's the star of yeah. ECW at this point. Yeah, I never really knew this side of him. I always kind of knew more as Chainsaw Charlie, honestly, because That's when you I never watched a lot of his older stuff. No. I didn't either. I saw like, I've seen the clips, but never followed him to, like, this extent as we are now. Right. Yeah, I've, I've seen some WCW stuff in 89. He's having a match with Flair. And I am not but nothing much. Of any man. So He's already had a long career, obviously, at this point, too. Like oh, we're just too young. Into the ring. He brings him before me, and what does he think I'm going to do? <laughs> I love how crazy he gets. And and you got to think that Mick Foley got a lot of what he does from Terry Funk. <laughs> Hell yeah. I, th I think that when I see him, it's like, oh, it's like Mankind's grandfather. <laughs> right, exactly. Mankind's dad. Just, like, becoming crazy. Oh, this was I gotta early say, on. Man Mankind did it better. Yeah. And Terry Funk's great here, so that's just speaking of how great Mankind is. Right, exactly. McFoley. And he did it with so many different characters, too. Yeah. Oh. It's one of my favorite all time. And it's so cool, like, it's all three, but then they bring it back as to being, well, it's all McFoley. Will we be seeing him on ECW at all coming up? Oh, yeah. 1994. Oh, nice. Nice. You yep, he's going to have a big role in 94. Cactus Jack. All right, so that was the Terry Funk package. Now they're showing us Sabu. Okay, so Batty in the house was hyping a no-DQ match between Sabu and Terry Funk, which is going to be at Holiday Hell later in December. Actually, December 26th. So in two weeks, our next episode, there, sh there should be some coverage of Holiday Hell, I believe. If not, it'll be the episodes in early January of 94. So here's the you know, recap package of what's happened with Sabu. We've seen all this. If this is your first episode you're checking out, go back and listen to our previous ones to get the full promos. I don't understand why Sabu just tries to crash into a table with <laughs> nobody on it. I get it. Cause it's crazy. That's what makes him Sabu, I guess. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know nobody's there, right? What the fuck He's whack. I guess, you know, that is what they're going for because he comes out on a... On a... What the fuck is it even called? It's not like... Forklift. What the fuck is it called? Zamboni? No. I don't know what you're talking a about. A dolly. Right? Oh, a dolly. Yeah. yeah. Which, <laughs> it's funny because it's supposed to be like a medical thing, but it's yeah. no, it's just the one you pick up boxes with <laughs> in a warehouse. It's used for transporting every stuff. Alright, so we're seeing some action between Sabu and Terry Funk from November to Remember. With the shitty lighting. If they have all this recorded, how come there's no fucking tape of November to remember? No video. It's weird. Maybe they lost it or someone else owns the rights and he's like, just doesn't want to give it up. Maybe. 
Or maybe they can't find who owns the rights. I'm going to search RF video. See if they have it. They have all easy to W shit. Remember to remember. Alright, Paul Heyman promo. Let's take a listen to this. Let's lay out. Love, honor, respect, forgiveness, looking forward to the new year. Terry Funk, you have a lot to look forward to. You have the Double Cross Ranch. You have a legendary status within your given profession. You're a former NWA World Heavyweight Champion. And more than that, Terry Funk, you have what every man in the world wants. You have a beautiful wife and two beautiful young daughters who love and honor and respect you. What does Sabu have, Terry Funk? On Christmas night, what will Sabu be doing? He has no family. He has no friends. All he has is the ECW heavyweight title, the ECW TV title, and the thirst and the desire to reach into your chest and rip your stinking heart right out. That's all he has on Christmas night is the bloodthirst for the very next day to end your miserable stinking career. But you, you, Terry Funk, have a much different Christmas night, don't you? Because when you sit in front of your Christmas tree with your wife and your two young daughters, Terry Funk, do you have what it takes to sit in front of that Christmas tree? and say, Merry Christmas, little girls. Daddy loves you. Daddy wants you to understand the meaning of Christmas, the meaning of Hanukkah, the meaning of the high holidays. But in 24 hours, Daddy's gonna have to commit such horrible sins, such unspeakable sins. He's gonna have to sink to such depths, into the depths of hell to stop Sabu. Because that's the only way you're going to survive holiday hell, Terry Funk. Is if you sit down in front of your Christmas tree on December 25th, and when you teach your daughters the meaning of love, the meaning of forgiveness, the meaning of the holidays, and then say in 24 hours, Daddy's going to commit a sin. Daddy's going to break the commandments. Daddy is going to have to go all the way down into the pits of manhood, all the way down as far as a human being can go, because that's the only way you're going to be able to stop Sabu, because if you don't speak to those deputy funk, if you don't go down into the pits of hell 24 hours after Christmas, you will not only leave holiday hell on a stretcher, you will not only leave holiday hell without your career, but your family will be standing over the grave of your legendary career and a man in a white collar 24 hours after the highest holiday in the year will be standing over the grave of your career and he will pronounce your career dead dead on arrival dead at holiday hell dominus dominus in nomine patri ifili spiritus sanctum Amen. Have a Merry Christmas, Terry Funk. See you December 26th at Holiday Hell. Holy shit. I want to watch Holiday Hell. <laughs> that was crazy. That was awesome. Yeah.
really took that over. uh, Joey Styles. Paul Heyman with a fucking Golden Globe Award winning performance there. (laughs) Can't speak right now. (laughs) Oh, I'm looking forward to that. I'm sure they got to play that match on this. If not, i got to check to see if there's a Holiday Hell video available for a watch-along. Alright, so... Again, in one-on-one action between J.T. Smith, our boy, stuttering J.T. Smith... And one of the members of the Bandana Boys, <laughs> as you coined bandana last time. Yeah. <laughs> and that is Johnny Hotbody, Johnny Boltzbot. JT Smith. Get the is. What ref is that? Our line looks bigger than usual. Jim Molino. Jim Molino. I think it's Jim Molino. Alright, so the ref is breaking. Just broke up. Oh, how tiny does Johnny Hotbody look? When they, when what? They... <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. Is he 5'3? <laughs> when the camera was that close to him from behind, he looked rather small. Nice toss by JT Smith. Guess it's easy to beat on a little guy. <laughs> Johnny Hotbody didn't go to school, apparently. JT Smith, solid. You say it all the time, but when you get him in a match, shines. Oh, bandana's off. And you can see that ball spot big time. Oh, <laughs> JT Smith got the bandana. <laughs> Wow, look at that hair. It's like someone put Rogaine on his head. <laughs> he has it's the like two, it's, it's too symmetrical now. And he has two separate haircuts. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like three. He has the bald spot, then he has the mullet, then he has like he has the spiked the hair in the front. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's almost like a Hogan too. He might get a might be able to get another one in there. Johnny Hotbody sucks. Yeah, I think it's him that I said was like a, a miniature Brutus Beefcake. <laughs> <laughs> I think you did say that. Hunter Q is straw hat guy, John Bailey. Oh, that bald spot is that's brutal. crazy. He's like, that's you a, motherfucker. That, I got a bald spot growing in the same spot. <laughs> I guess uh, not growing. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Receding. Yeah, yeah, receding in the same spot. It's getting light over there. What sucks, though? Like, you gradually lose the hair, but I don't wake up and, like, see the fucking hair in my bed. <laughs> like, what the hell's no, going on? No, I hear you. I guess I lose Coming it in out in the, the shower shampoo. or something? Yeah. yeah. 
Falling out. Ooh. What a freaking suplex. Great suplex by JT Smith and John Hobbody. Johnny Baldspot here is too fucking, like, not. he's not technical enough to sell that properly. Oh. No. Yeah, he's not good enough. He takes it flat instead of, like, you know, bringing his leg, helping the guy out. Right. It's a two-man show. Yeah, he's not a good partner. Yeah. He's an asshole. Salty because of his bald spot. Yeah. Well, he's probably really pissed that he lost the bandana. Now he has to have this match without it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you ruined my fucking... You screwed me, man. My fucking oh, see, gimmick, he's talking man. shit to him right now. Fuck you, man. Probably saying some inappropriate words in the ring right now back in 1993. And that guy got some tiny ass legs. <laughs> What's his build height? Let's see. Probably doesn't even have a build height. Johnny Hotbody, 56 years old currently. Wow. 220 pounds. That's what he's billed at. 5'10", <laughs> my asshole. 5'10", is what it says. <laughs> Bullshit. Bullshit. <laughs> Minus 7. Five fucking three. Give him five. Shorter than me. Five five. The max. I'm five. Yeah, you know, I'm five foot seven, six four three nine. So every every decimal counts. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Five ten. That's how tall are you? Like 5'10, 5'11? 5'10. Yeah, you're taller than this guy. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> I can look at the guy now. Jesus Christ. <laughs> like he's, his head's at the ropes. He's like Rey Mysterio. <laughs> but shorter. Rey Mysterio's probably like 5'3. <laughs> JT Smith is outside the ring now. He just got tossed out. Johnny Nobody. There's so many nicknames you can go with. Johnny Bald Spot. Johnny Nobody. Bandana Boy. What did he do? I missed it. I just took a chair from the crowd. All they have is a little fucking string, a little rope blocking off the crowd. <laughs> yeah. They couldn't even get like a thicker bank rope. Like yeah. The fucking teller lines. Right. That's legit. Like a homeless guy uses that same rope as a belt. Probably <laughs> lended it to him. For like a slice of pizza. <laughs> Philly homeless man donates belt. <laughs> a ringside barricade. Alright. So JT Smith is working on him. Yeah, he gets him back into the ring. And now he's climbing up to the top. What's he going to do, a stupid double axe handle? He's not oh, comfortable whoa. up there. That's how you hurt people. This guy's a very bad worker. Yeah. He's not safe. No. Doesn't look like it at all. Yeah, he looks very green. And he's probably been wrestling for a while, too. He's just not any good. 
And that's what we got to keep in mind, though, is when we watch these, is that a lot of these guys are just the local wrestlers, but they just happen to end up working here in a company that was able to start bringing in some big names. And they had that TV deal. So Johnny Hotbody really is just a wrestler from Philly. It's not like he's much. not some world-class nationwide wrestler traveling the territories, which were pretty much dead at this point. We said it way back in our early episodes. It's like Yankee Pro Wrestling in Massachusetts back in the early 90s. Yep, it's wrestlers from this area. Big area, bigger market. Yep. It's not just going on quite a while. Yeah. I mean, J.C. Smith like... is definitely doing his best to carry the match. Right. Johnny Hotbody's been in control, but yeah, it's really J.T. Smith doing a good job selling everything. And avoiding getting hurt. <laughs> Hotbody's going up to the second rope for a superplex. Looks like he doesn't know what to do. Let's push him off. Like, I'm not taking a superplex from you. I'm pushing you off. So, J.T. Smith is kind of preventing it at this point. Nobody wants to fall. <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh, sunset oh, no. flip. Oh! Oh, dude, he sucks. This is this is sad to watch. Smith is going to hurt himself. Yeah. Because of fucking Johnny Hotbody. This is one of the worst, sloppiest matches I've ever watched. Ever. Johnny Hotbody supposed to do a sunset flip and roll through, and he just drops on JT Smith. I would beat the fuck out of this guy. This guy's a fuck. Wow. Guys, if you're just listening to this, you need to really go back and watch this match. See, This is one of the worst matches I've ever seen. December 7th, 1993, ECW Hardcore TV. JT Smith. And it's not JT Smith's fault. No, not at all. Yeah, it looks like Hunter Q. Robbins is like trying to find a way to end this match. Like, this match needs yeah, to dude, end. Yeah, dude. These guys are going to fucking kill each other. Someone's leaving on a stretcher. Right. Get to the finish. The finish I guarantee the finish is going to be within the next... Seconds because they know. Don't tell me they're going to try to do that same spot again. Are they going to go right back to doing a sunset flip again? They're back on the ropes. This time, JC Smith's on the other side, so he'll probably fucking actually flip. Our body's on the Smith. top rope. See how Smith cuts. threw himself over? Yeah. Like, it's, there's not much for Johnny Harbody to do there. Other than land. So Johnny Harbody looks like he's going to get the win here with the superplex. Harbody's not going for the cover, though. No, he's lifting him up here. JT Smith reverses oh, reverse. the whip. Hunter Q. Robbins ends up nailing Johnny Harbody with the, with the cane. <laughs> well, safe to say we're on the same page recording-wise. Looks like it was an accident. So it looked like Hunter was maybe in... Anticipating JT Smith was going to be hitting the hitting the ropes, and that was a great way for us to also confirm that you and I are on the same wavelength, like on the same uh, timing-wise, on what we're watching. Yeah, right. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah as you were saying it, I was like watching. I was like, oh shit! It's <laughs> like you were doing the commentary. <laughs> yeah, I'm at twenty five oh two, twenty five oh three, oh three. Yeah, I mean, like dead on. Yep. Yeah, that doesn't always happen that way. Usually, no. for whatever reason, it ends up being off a couple seconds, even if we take it play at the same time. All right, so Hunter Q cost Johnny Hotbody the match there. JT Smith gets a very well-deserved win here. That would have been bullshit if Hotbody, watching that whole match, ends up with the win. All right, so now we move on to the next match. It's the Bad Breed. The Nasty bad Breed. breed. <laughs> the Rotten These Brothers. Guys. Ian and Axel Rotten. JT Smith is still heading to the back. And gets attacked by Kevin Sullivan. Kevin Sullivan has a chair and he's just whacking the shit out of JT Smith. As a lovely woman. On. Woman. And uh, Kevin Sullivan is with Taz as his partner. Taz Maniac still at this point. Taz is already in the ring with Ian Rotten. Whew. Sullivan is just beating the shit out of JT Smith for no reason. And Taz hits a suplex off the ropes, and that's the end of the bad breed already. <laughs> oh! Sullivan just powerbombed JT Smith on a cement. And now Taz and Sullivan stomp away on JT Smith. Oh, woman is going to blindfold Sullivan again because he's losing his mind, and now he's freaking out again. <laughs> Doing his little twitch. This is so wacky. <laughs> Like he's an animal, so you gotta calm him down by. He's that. almost acting like Yeti from WCW. <laughs> he is. He's got his arms up. Yeah. <laughs> Where do I go? Taz is like the fucking Jungle Boy of the nineties. <laughs> With his fucking Tarzan outfit on. And we got the replay and. I don't mind that. I didn't, I didn't really want to see a whole match <laughs> after just seeing a long match. It was good to just have a little segment here, a little craziness. But look at this powerbomb. Oh, JT Smith again had to save that spot by lifting up because Kevin Sullivan couldn't lift him up. You can't have a small dude powerbombing a dude that's taller just doesn't work this is the same shit we saw last week yeah so right i think this is kind of like a bumper in the show you're watching ecw all right so we got two fucking no names here <laughs> looks like uh poor man's kevin nash in the ring <laughs> yeah, this guy is the lumberjack and i don't know who he is i looked him up there's no information about who he is he only has two matches, and both of them are recorded at this taping. And he's up against Mr. X, who is Larry Winters, who's been away for a while. Larry Winters was a former partner of Tony Stetson, and they had their feud early on. And Mr. X, Larry Winters, takes a quick loss. And Hunter Q. Robbins is the manager of the Lumberjack. <laughs> he's just the manager of every heel. Everybody. <laughs> All right, so we get a Rock and Rebel video. Employment package. opportunities are not lacking there. No. They need to get some more managers. 
a video package with some shit-ass music of the Rockin' Rebel. Now, I would imagine that during the original version, there was some kind of song, a, a real song, <laughs> being played during this. So if I could find what it is, maybe we'll put it in the in the break. Whatever it is, I'll have to go back and look and then tell JV to get it. <laughs> what? This song? You want me to no, hit this song? No, no, not this song. I'm gonna look to see what song was actually playing during oh, this oh, video oh, package. Yeah, yeah. If it's any good, then we can play it during the break. This is like elevator music. It's fucking horrible. Yeah. <laughs> Why do we need a video package of the Rock and Rebel? This guy sucks. Yeah, he does. I mean, he's not horrible, We've, actually, but I just don't, don't like, like his him. character. And I don't like him as a person, obviously. He's a scumbag. Scumbag. Piece yep. of shit. And again, like I said before, he gets the Chris Benoit treatment on the network. They never list his name in any of the matches. So you can't ever search for a match of the Rock and Rebel. You have to watch the show to find them. <laughs> Everything we've watched, we should just make like a list of like the top 25 things you didn't know about the WWE network. <laughs> yeah, when you watch it so much, you figure out some little things. <laughs> yeah. This music blows. Come on, how long Who is this likes damn this thing? music? Nobody. It's like music if you went down to like Punta Cana that people would actually be dancing to though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like popular in the Dominican Republic. Wow, this is really dragging out. Man, this is long. You would I have to imagine this. there was like a like a Nice hard rock music playing that could justify the length of this. Yeah, some sort of like rock music since his name's Rocking Rebel. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> Don't even think of that. I'm yeah, now I'm on a mission. I got to figure out what, the, what that is after. And if I find it, you'll hear it during a break. If not, you won't hear it. <laughs> Don't want to listen to Joey. Joey is going to introduce Ooh. Shane Douglas. It's going to All right, so Maddie in the house is introducing an interview with Shane Douglas. All right, so JT Smith got his ass kicked by Sullivan. Here's the update. Oh, they're going to show us again? They already replayed it once. <laughs> and then they showed that Rock and Rebel, and now they're replaying it again. Come on. Come on, it was an accident. What the hell Oof. Still looks just as bad. Yes, yeah, so we got this replay anyway. So, as we said earlier, we're recording on a Sunday in the afternoon. We usually record at night on a Friday night. This is like a totally different experience. <laughs> recording on a Sunday afternoon rather than a Friday night, especially after a. You captains. <laughs> this is a lot Are you better. drinking captain? No, on a Friday night. Uh -huh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I say I have no alcohol in my system. Right be I have a little bit of marijuana, though. <laughs> well, yeah, Sunday, it's nice. I no kids in the house today. Grandma's. Okay, I have some news about J.T. Smith. Peace and quiet. All right, so we're going to get an interview with Joey Styles and Shane Douglas. Oh, oh, 
Oh, I guess we'll right back to Maddie. He's going to be an old man. I mean, yes, yes, yes. I mean, what are we going to do about this guy? Anyway, the news about JT is he is okay. But he's PO'd. He's PO'd. Haven't heard that in a while. He's PO'd. No. PO'd about that. On this program, he promised he would give us an interview. So. Now, wait, I get a signal. We're going back. I think Joey's finally going to introduce Shane. Let's see if it's going to finally happen. Let's go back to the Are we getting this fucking interview? Eddie the house just keeps interrupting. Joey Poindexter, Stylin Butterfuko wannabe. Hey, Joey Butterfuko over here. You remember that? Butterfuko. Is that the Jerky Boys? No, I think it was uh, Jim Carrey on In Living Color. Hey, Joey Botafuco. Oh, no, you're right. It is. That's what it is. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The Jerky Boys, though. <laughs> remember them? Yeah. Hey, Frank Rizzo. <laughs> I can't believe I remembered them. <laughs> the Jerky Boys would be like the Nasty Boys having their own comedy. That's what I pictured. The nasty boys. <laughs> I don't even know what they look like. I don't either. I pictured them, though. Like the nasty boys, yeah. but more like redneckish. Southern, I mean southern. <laughs> That's right. A lot of the fan base of BTT is yeah. southern. Like, Fuck you, Yankee. Everybody else is from the south on the show. We're we're the only ones from the north. <laughs> we're the northeastern wing of booking the territory. <laughs> yeah. All right, so Maddie and how Joe? I guess Joey Styles is not ready to interview Shane Douglas, which is funny because it's just an editing thing. <laughs> like, all right, let's go to him. Oh, never mind, he's not ready yet. He just keeps talking. Joey Styles just keeps yapping. And now we're getting a recap of Tommy Dreamer and Johnny Gunn winning the tag team titles. I guess they're just killing some time here before they get to that interview. While we were in that clip, Joey finally introduced. Right, is he really ready this time? Ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, here is Shane Douglas. All right, Shane Douglas is here. Now let's lay out and take a listen to Shane Douglas. The only thing I can say is, even though Sherry Martell's out of town, the franchise is still in business. And that's what I'm doing here tonight to show these people of Philadelphia just exactly what professional wrestling is all about. You have a question for me? What exactly do you mean by the franchise is still in business despite Sherry Martell being out of town? Well, you know, Sherry Martell is out of town, but the franchise is still here. I am the... Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What's this woman? Would you look at this? <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> oh, woman, you have something to say, something to add here? Yes, well, as you all know, Terry is not here. And I'm here to ask you, Terry. You know what I've done for Kevin Sullivan, and you've seen what I've done with Pat. And as you know, Terry is my best friend. And I'm asking you, would you like to come with us to our group? Wait a, you... wait a second, woman, wait a second. I know what you've done for Kevin Sullivan, and I know what you've done for the Tasmaniacs. And those guys are crazy, they're nuts, and they've done successful things, but they've got some screws loose in the head. You are talking to a premier athlete. 
you were talking to the limousine and you are the Volkswagens when it comes to professional wrestling. Exactly what are you trying to tell me, Shane? Well, you know something, woman? <laughs> you are very beautiful. <laughs> and there's no question about who the most handsome man in the house tonight is. The only wrestler without a mullet in ECW. I'm asking you, do you want to come with us? Well, we have an offer. Do we have an answer? You know what they say, Mr. Stout? Well, the cat's away, the mice will play. So, you know something, woman? As I look at this beautiful set of legs, these beautiful hips, and this beautiful face, and Sherry Martell thousands of miles away, all I can say is, you're no Sherry Martell. Oh. Oh. Yeah, bullshit. <laughs> I like Sherry, but woman is better than Sherry. Better look. In my opinion. Nice little promo there. It's angle. Can you believe this? But I think woman better keep a mind on next week's challenge, which faces her boys, Kevin Sullivan and the Tasmaniac versus the ECW Tag Team Champions. Tommy Dreamer and Johnny Gunn. Now, right <clears throat> after, when we come back, tag team match. We're gonna have the most bizarre yep. challenge you've ever heard. We're gonna have public enemy from jail. But as I said before, we started this episode when I gave a little rundown of the card. I said Shane Douglas is gonna be teaming up with Tommy Dreamer. All right, so we got a backstage segment with Public Enemy. Rocco Rock, talking shit, don't know what he's saying. See, this audio is rough right here. Mm. Yeah, I yeah. don't even know what the fuck he's really saying. They're going to be out of there by December... Well, they're talking about a match that they're going to have with the Bad Company, Pat Tanaka and Paul Diamond. Body count, first time anywhere. Flyboy 
Rocco Rock will wrestle Pat Tanaka. Johnny Grunge and Paul Diamond will each be placed in a jail cell. Hmm. Hmm. Yes, that's, that's cool. Something. The winner of the match gets the key to free his partner. And then they'll beat the shit out of the other person. <laughs> Somebody better win because after 15 minutes, the jail cell, jail cell explodes. <laughs> what the fuck? Well, that's coming up at Holiday Hell, December 26th. You get Terry Funk and Sabu, no DQ match. That body count match. Gonna say any more matches or it's gonna go off the air. <laughs> the, the body count match. That's Rajar. <laughs> and many more main events announced next week. So maybe we'll see some of the other matches set up on the next episode that we'll be covering in just a few minutes. Alright, so not not bad. It was uh, definitely up and down. We did get a long, shitty match <laughs> with uh, Johnny Hotbody and JT Smith. And as JV said, that's one of the shittiest matches we've ever seen. So you had that. <laughs> you had Kevin Sullivan losing his mind on JT Smith. JT Smith's pissed. Uh, we had a few jobber matches. Mr. Hughes defeated Mike Norman. Lumberjack and Mr. X, whoever the fuck the Lumberjack is. That long-ass video package with the Rock and Rebel. Nice little segment there with Shane Douglas and Woman. And then we just got that last promo with the Public Enemy. So, eh, episode. Uh, just building up to a big show, Holiday Hell. And uh, we're going to take a just quick little break. You know, if I, like I said before, if I could find that music that was during the video package of the Rock and Rebel, that will be on during this break. And then we'll be right back. With episode 36 from December 14th, 1993. So go ahead and get yourself set up there and we'll be back in a moment.
All right, welcome back to the Extreme ECW Livecast. Uh, we couldn't find the music to, <laughs> for the Rock and Rebel. Actually, no, we did, and it sucked. It was just basically another no-name shit song. And I don't know why WWE Network would change it from one no-name shit song to another. <laughs> I guess that no-name shit song had wasn't even a song; it's just music. Well, they probably didn't have a copyright to it, so they covered it up with something shittier. So if we played music, we don't know what it was <laughs> as of right now, but we might put something in there later. So hopefully you enjoyed that, and we're now back to cover the episode from December 14th, 1993, and hopefully you're set up and ready to go. JV, you ready? I'm ready. All right, guys, so like before, count down three down to one and then say play, and then we'll all click play and get started with this episode of ECW Hardcore TV. Three, two, one. One play. JV's rock music is back. Yes. Let's see if they change the video package any. Yeah. Right. Uh, uh, maybe not. No. Now this video looks so much more clear than the previous episodes we've been watching. Like this is a good quality episode. I bet the sound's gonna be a lot better. The video is not as grainy as the previous episodes, so they get a good copy of this episode. Yeah, this one looks awesome. I think I'll just play this song at the break. Yeah. That's <laughs> kind of late. People are like, we just learned it. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, sure. We heard it there. We're going to hear it again. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. So, Sal Got some personality here. I bet the audio is going to be much better on this episode. It's, it already sounds better through my headset. Yep. How about you? Yeah. Great. Video's clear. Finally. Good copy. What the fuck does he have? He has like a koala. He's giving out gifts. Salvaloma's just throwing gifts around. Meanwhile, Salvo almost still throwing those teddy bears. <laughs> the teddy bears. See the, the sign in the front row? Rock and no. Rebel rocks butts. <laughs> 1993 gay joke. Yeah. Oh, homophobic joke. Homophobic joke. How many teddy bears does he have in that bag? Sounds like a bad riddle. Wait a minute. Oh, he's going to give the ref. Now, if I didn't know any better, the ref, uh, the nice bribe. Koala, yep. Yeah. And then he tossed it out of the ring anyway. Sal's mad. Hey, I just gave that to you. Yeah. Hey. What do you mean you can't be bought? It's kind of like how Mankind was pissed at The Rock when The Rock was throwing out his rocket sock jacket and Mr. Rocko <laughs> in his book. <laughs> 1999. Which, if you listen to the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast, we talked about that on last week's episode. Is yet to be recorded as of this recording. Look how many bears he's got in that bag. Just stop by my house on Christmas Eve and drop me. Can you fit a VCR? What the fuck's Sal doing? He's just doing the Hulk Hogan thing now? Totally biting Hulk Hogan here. He's doing the hand wave. Listening for the crowd reaction. Can't do that, brother. I'm going to sue this guy, brother. We got a damn match here. I guess your boyfriend doesn't have to buy her anything this Christmas. All right, Sal Baloma versus Donnie Allen. With devious Donnie Allen letting out that traditional 
Italian war cry. I don't know what the heck it means. I, I speak some Italian. I still can't make it up. Sounds like he's just saying whoa. Yeah. That's all he did. The fuck? Whoa. I don't know what he's saying. Yeah, I don't know what it means. It just it's a war cry. That's all it means. <laughs> war cry means just a noise that means I'm getting a word. Fight. You're like a war chant or something. Right. Rocket Rebel kicks butt, huh? Well, you can bet that Sal Balomo hasn't forgotten about huh? the Rocket Rebel. Joey Styles just read this sign in the crowd. Right it says, Rocket Rebel Allen kicks butt. Huh. No, Balomo. it says Rock. Well, well, totally different thing, Joey. Now, we will play games with you. And of course, the referee thinks. Well, maybe Joey was just trying to cover for the sign being dead, you know, yeah. dead center. <laughs> and wanted to, like, put it off as not being a gay joke. Or maybe he just doesn't get the joke. I would think he would get it. Donnie Allen has like a hodgepodge outfit here. Yeah, he does. It's a cookie cutter. Right, his top is just like a loose t-shirt. <laughs> and the name Donnie Allen, he it seems like he needs to be a lot older. Yeah, he does. Donnie Allen. I don't know. That sounds insurance. Insurance salesman. Maybe today. Come see Donnie Allen at Allen and Company Insurance Company. We'll give you the best premiums that you could ask for. <laughs> ask for me personally, Don. <laughs> oh, I can totally see that. <laughs> he covered the local area of Philadelphia. Don't let the insurance company screw you. Let us screw the insurance company. <laughs> Donnie Allen and Associates. <laughs> yeah. Wow, he's trying to rearrange it. Well. So, looking like these weird faces. And he got more than he bargained for. Hey, I like that. <laughs> In wrestling, having weird characters making faces. Me too. <laughs> Sal coming out of your chimney on Christmas Eve. Which is timely. Christmas is only 11 yeah, days away. Very true. That's the one thing that I often forget is the timing of things going on. You know, even for bottom line wrestling cast. So when we watch these, I'm not thinking of when it actually is, what's coming up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we're obviously the, not at the same month <laughs> in the time in of reality. Year. It's not fucking Christmas yet. <laughs> yeah, just, we just, just had Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> oh, big splash by Sal Balomo and a three count. See you later. Oh, and another new look. Hey, <laughs> Maddie. Maddie in the house Maddie's has the right. he has the Triple H look going on with the Holly Davidson <laughs> cap backwards. Or that that might be a bandana actually. Buff but, Bagwell. But again, last week he was like Miami Vice dressed. Now he is biker yep. dressed. <laughs> very versatile actor, this guy. Says a lot. He sounds the same in everyone. <laughs> right. Maddie in the house works with any social event. Maddie can be in any house. So he can go to like a fucking biker gang party. Yep. Go to a country club party. Yep, he just puts his hair straight and makes it look nice. He can ride fucking speedboats in Miami. <laughs> All 
Alright, so what's he promoting here? Oh, he's... Maddie in-house is promoting the public enemy match with the bad company. And the exploding cage. <laughs> Which I want to fucking see. Bad company or bad breed? Bad company. Bad company, Pat Tanaka and Paul Diamond. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bad breed is the, uh... The rock nasty boy's light. Yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, this is not sorry. That's like his catchphrase. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. All right, we got a video package of the public enemy and bad company feud. Some more stock music. Some bullshit music. Kind of sounded like uh, Nirvana. Yeah, it did. Maybe they played Nirvana during this. This is like the music that they would use for Raven in the later episodes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to cover up his uh, even... Nah, he didn't play Eve, but uh, whatever it is by Nirvana. Even flows Pearl Jam. It's gonna be a body count in the house. <laughs> There's the rules again. Is the this the music ever. they really played, or I don't know? Because I didn't look up this episode. I don't know if that one's available. I have it on the DVD, but it's a whole fucking process <laughs> to put a DVD in and look. Or yeah, fuck that. This is JT. <laughs> Wanna watch the DVD? Nope. Everyone knows <laughs> I don't. When Terry Funk betrayed me and make matters worse. So I was shaking hands with my JT fans. Smith. All right, let's listen to JT Smith since we got some good audio. Blasting your hip with a chair. Come next week, Terry Funk, you and me in the six-man tag, and December 26th, Kevin Sullivan, your butt belongs to me. And the fans of Philadelphia. JT Smith, Alright, so JT Smith is challenging Kevin Sullivan. Kevin Sullivan. And don't forget, he Match at Holiday Hill. That's right, Terry Funk turned on JT Smith. We expect. We're going to see it on the next episode. December 21st. She was humiliated. What the fuck? Tommy Dreamer. Look at that fucking robe Tommy Dreamer has. Alright, let's listen to Tommy. Johnny Gunn's been delayed. He's over in Puerto Rico. What's he say? I'll tell you what. Tommy Dreamer says he's gonna fight them both because Johnny Gunn got delayed. He's really putting him over, huh? He looks awesome. He does look like a star, though. Yeah, big time. Bigger than both of those other guys. Tan, he's in shape. Oh, here comes Shane Douglas, Todd Gordon. Todd Gordon says. Tommy Dreamer doesn't have to defend the belt. I don't know why Shane Douglas is out there. 
Alright, so Shane Douglas wants to join Tommy Dreamer and go up against these two geeks, Taz and Kevin Sullivan. Alright, there you go. Oh, and Tommy Dreamer is like this big baby face and Shane Douglas is a heel. <laughs> and they're teaming up. Alright, Kevin Sullivan gets right to it and Tommy Dreamer is stuck in the corner between Taz and Sullivan to start this match. Double headbutt. Yeah. And Sullivan's outside of the ring and Tommy Dreamer just whipped Taz. Nice clothesline onto Taz. What's your time count? Currently at 11.54. Same here. Six. Seven. And now Tommy Dreamer setting up here. for a suplex and he lands it. Nice, nice suplex. Suplex on the suplex machine. Yeah. Right? You know, Taz knows how to take it and give it. Jima really does look great. He's in great shape. Yeah. This guy has star written all over him. Oh. He will be the big star of ECW. Over the years. True ECW original. Oof. Over the head, belly to belly. Big move by Taz. Big move. These guys. Two sh fucking like shorter, stocky guys yep. teaming up. Just little fucking pow, not little, but powerhouses. Yeah. Yeah, they're both like 5'8 ish. Sullivan might be shorter, I think. And Taz. And Douglas is not getting in that match yet. Since he's not getting in this match, I, th I feel like Shane Douglas is going to fuck with Tommy Dreamer at the end of this match. Well, I guess it does make sense why Shane is here is because of the whole angle with the woman last week. But Sullivan and Taz should just at Shane Douglas for even entertaining the fact that he would maybe do something with a woman. Or be pissed at woman because he wants to manage him. Maybe they're just too crazy they don't even realize that woman is going for Shane. Fucking dogs barking outside the house. Nice hip toss there. Tommy Dreamer the pass. Think, yeah, they're they're isolating Tommy Dreamer in that Boom. half of the ring. Good strategy. It's good tag team Taz. wrestling here. I mean, absolutely transitioning from move to move. They're pretty powerful moves. He's taking some bigger bumps here. He's already taken like three or four fucking suplexes. Knowing what we know now, these are all solid workers. As Tommy Dreamer, Shane Douglas, Kevin Sullivan. Probably one of the, on paper, one of the better matches that we've been presented. Throughout 
Make the tag! The fans are going nuts! The Irish have reversed! Double clothesline. Both men are down to race to see who gets back up first. Who can get back up first? Well, the Tasmanian. I love a double clothesline. And the build to one of the guys getting up and getting to their partner. Leads to the hot tag situation. Now you have Douglas and Sullivan. A woman jumps up right, right away. Distracts the ref. Yeah, I knew it. Of course. And Douglas nails Tommy Dreamer. Taz covers Tommy Dreamer. You know when that happens, when you, when you have the one guy... The whole match. That his partner's gonna turn on him. So there it is. And it makes sense anyway. Well, it only makes sense because Shane Douglas is the heel. Yep. So now I guess he's aligning with the woman. Maybe Sherry was like, "Ah, fuck this! I got other shit to do." And now they need a new manager for Shane Douglas. I have to keep an eye on that, see if Sherry comes back. They have the belts, but it wasn't a tag team title match. Todd Gordon said it wasn't a title match. Sullivan and Taz seem to think they're the champs. They got the belt, and now they're beating down Tommy Dreamer. That'll be a common theme. Yeah, Shane Douglas on the top rope here. And a little punch. Oh, that was yeah, black luster. Anticlimatic. <laughs> Could have been a clothesline at least. Yeah, exactly. Flying Larry from the top rope. Would have been nice. Oh, what's that, the belt? As I was going to say, this would be a com. Ooh, whipping him with the belt. That heavy leather that's, stings. That's a big belt, too. Those tag team belts are pretty damn big. But this will be a common theme with Tommy Dreamer getting his ass kicked. Oh, 94. And there's what. Well, Shane Douglas has made it. He has stole his soul to the devil herself. Shane Douglas and a woman together. What are you smiling at? I thought, I thought for just a few moments that Douglas had a change. Very likely that it's because Sherry may be out of here at this point. Probably only did a few appearances. I didn't notice the ropes are green and white. He had won himself. ECW Tag Team Championship. It, uh, it appeared his career was ready to take off, really skyrocket. So we got a this new feud on the build out. here. Tommy Dreamer right and Shane big Douglas. Shane big, big feud. I'm looking forward to this one. Yeah, that'd be the wolves being shit to look forward to. Two great talent. Good matches. Woman. And yes, I'm sure Jerry Martell had a like see how that two. builds. Yeah, we're getting the replay now. As we record this, it's the AFC Championship game. Like I said, this is 10 days before you're actually listening. And uh, Tennessee's up 10 nothing. Derrick Henry with a touchdown. Oh, nice. Nice. I'll only bring that up because Jamie and I are both in a DraftKings matchup right now, or contest. Trying to win a million dollars so that I don't have to work anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I think mine is like, I'm on a $75,000 contest. What's up with... Uh, did Henry catch it or throw it? Henry? No, I mean, did he catch it or did he run it? He ran it. 30, he has 32 yards in a touchdown. Russian touchdown. 
Oh, he's got nine points. So Tannehill didn't throw it. Nope. Alright. Hey, we got Terry Funk here. Oh, cool, let's take a listen to Terry Funk. Well, let me tell you something, Styles. That fucking earring. As I am That's having huge. a problem. Because like as you know, and the indie people know, I'm talking about the independence of the nation today, and I am king of the indies, and the king of the indies says I am going to have a problem on December the 26th. Because I am going up against Sabu in a one-on-one -on -one struggle, but there's only one problem because I have got lots of enemies. And what enemies am I talking about? I've got Road Warrior Hawk. He's liable to be coming in from behind me. I've got Abdul the Butcher. He's liable to try to sneak into the ring. I've got Kevin Sullivan. He might come after me, and I've got King Kong Bundy. Now, another problem with that match is this, and that problem is that Sabu will try to run out of the ring on me. So all I need is a few good men. Do you understand me? Unfortunately, you could never be one of them because I don't think you could ever be a man. Jeez. <laughs> but I've got a couple of good men, and I want to hear the music. Start the music. Start the music. Start the shitty music that the WWE Network's going to play. That's <laughs> well, like basic ECW music playing. And you get the Rotten Brothers. Bad breed coming out. They're gonna join Terry Funk's army. Continue. Well, you can tell they're <laughs> dubbing music. Aaron. I guess I gotta root for these guys now. Same with Terry Funk. These guys suck. Yeah, no shit. Not the guy on the right is like a haircut teenagers have nowadays. It's <laughs> yeah. oh, an ugly ass fucking pick. Fucking fluffy for and shit. Look at those derbies on these boys. Terry Funk's just making fun of them. Look yeah, at these fat pieces of shit. <laughs> Translation. Yeah. <laughs> this guy smells like dog shit. This top rope right over here. Dive off onto the head on the floor. They will. Climb the rope. Climb the rope. Climb the rope. See, they do as I say. Now, if I told him to dive, he died. Don't do it. Don't do it. Come back now. Come back now. Don't do it. You see, this man will always do it. He thinks that Terry Funk just lost his pen kick shit out of both of them. Now, Styles, I want to tell the people here one other thing. Is next week, is I will have none other than Sabu here. Sabu will be here, and I'm going to demonstrate just exactly what these two wrestlers should do. Okay, well, you heard it right here. Next week on Eastern Championship Wrestling, Terry Funk will have with him Sabu. And I'll tell you, you know, I've told people before I'm meaner than a rattlesnake, tougher than shoe leather, more dangerous than a hollow-eyed, score-pine, middle-aged, crazy, crazy like a fox, and all that stuff. That is that video package that we saw in the last episode. Are they going to hype up Sabu and Terry Funk again here? 
that's the only thing with watching the episodes is that we get so many of the same things over again. Yeah, they definitely um, fill time. To fill time on these episodes. They definitely pull a lot of shit from the prior episodes. Yep. Same video like back. They overdo the recap. With the Grim Reaper before. And to think this is only an hour episode. <laughs> they didn't have enough shit to fit in for an hour. And I am not afraid of any man. So Paulie dangerously brings the I think we'll be getting a Paulie dangerously promo after that. Before me, and what does he think I'm gonna do? Does he think I'm gonna get down on my knees and shudder and shake? Oh no, I'm not, because I am not afraid of that man. I am not afraid of the hawk. I am not afraid of King Kong Bunny. Doing a really good job with building, though. So if I was watching this at the time, week by week, I would be excited for Holiday Hill. Especially if you live in the area, you can actually go to the damn event. Yeah. It's definitely on like wrestling fans' list if you're living there. And if you're not from the area, you're not watching this anyway. Right. It wasn't unless you had satellite. I was able to pick up Watch Channel Philadelphia. It wasn't spread out in syndication to like New York or anything at this point. Well, I pretty much have ascended to a level. Right, let's take a listen to Paulie. Right now, where I only handle stars, superstars in the world of professional wrestling, and to be quite honest with you, I, I would say that Sabu has more star quality than anybody I've ever managed in my entire career. Bullshit. Oh, man, I mean, I, I've had people come off the top rope. I mean, you talk about beautiful Bob Heaton. Hey, right here in the ECW, Superfly Jimmy Snuka ascends to the top rope, lets it all come out, and dives down onto an opponent. And I'd say Sabu is even more death-defying than Superfly Jimmy Snuka. Yeah, for sure. Definitely a factual statement about Sabu. Yeah, he is. He's fucking nuts. There's 911. I've been with probably the toughest human beings on the face of this planet. And I think Sabu takes it even one step further. It's a nice uh, juxtaposition to last week's promo where he was wild and crazy. Now Paul Heyman's nice and calm. This one. <laughs> He was actually literally foaming from the mouth last week. Now he's cool and calm as he talks about Sabu. That was a good finish. Yeah, what's that match in November to remember? <laughs> Which we never get to see. 
Well, we did, kinda. Now we did. Keep him in his cage and throw him a bunch of raw meat, not enough to satisfy his appetite, but just enough to wet his appetite so that on the 26th, he will sink his teeth right into Terry Funk. But you see, Terry Funk is going to spend his holiday at the Double Cross Ranch in a suburb of Amarillo called Canyon, Texas. And personally, if I were Terry Funk, I would never want to live in a town called Canyon, which from what I understand is named after the reputation of his oldest daughter. But Terry Funk, don't get upset with me about what I say about your precious little daughters. Because you see, from what I understand, Terry Funk, you've spent 25 years of your life building up the Funk legend within our given industry. You spent 320 days a year on the road traveling when you were the NWA World Heavyweight Champion. You have since then spent an average of 200 to 250 days a year on the road building up the Funk family legend. When did you have time, Terry Funk, to make children with your wife? Don't you find it funny how both your daughters look exactly like Dick Murdoch? Terry Funk, if you don't like what I'm saying about your family, why don't you have the manhood to dig your tail down to the ECW arena on Sunday night, December 26th, and get to the biggest mouth in the history of professional wrestling. But to get to this mouth, you gotta go through the ECW heavyweight and the ECW television champion, the most dangerous man in the history of professional wrestling, Sabu. And Sabu, on the 26th is gonna wish you happy holidays and then he's gonna teach you the meaning of the word hell this is hell yeah another good promo from paulie nice and calm in the beginning and fucking loses it at the end put that match over selling tickets right there what he's doing we get the little, little snooker thing again what are you gonna do about it? Hey, this is not a real bandana boy. Who's this guy? <laughs> You're not bandana boy, bro. Is it? Oh, it's Tony Stetson. Yeah, he is a bandana boy. So Tony Stetson. Oh yeah, it is him. Yeah, yeah. Is hey Sam? Is that the Sandman? No. No way, that's the Sandman. Sandman new tights. Uh, I think it is. Is that Peaches right. at the ring? That's yeah. Peaches, that's at, Peaches the at the ring. Side. So, yeah. That's uh, Sandman in new, some new tights, finally. He's got some uh, tights. Got green tights. No top. And his tights say Mr. Sandman. Yeah, Mr. yeah it says Mr., right? So here's a slight change to the Sandman character. Yeah. No I can't read what the fuck that says. That font's weird. Yeah, I believe it says Mr. Sandman. It definitely says Sandman, but there's an M at the top of it. So I think it's an MR, and then Sandman going down vertically. Yeah, it does. Yep, Mr. Sandman. Peaches has a little hat on like she's... Uh, Who's that singer? It says, uh, fuck. It's like that 90s rock band, but it's, the lead singer's a woman. 90s cranberries? No. 
hell's her name? I'll think of it. I'll get back to that. So a nice back body drop, or Samoan drop rather, by the Sandman. Stevie Nicks. <laughs> she looks like Stevie Nicks. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah, I guess so. With that hat. That's the way she dressed. Oh, boy, head on. Oh, Tony Stetson just pulled out the Sandman to Tony ringside. Tony Stetson's face looks funny. Like that thick 5 o'clock shadow. Oh, I, I got a theory now. What? Johnny Hotbody and Tony Stetson, they're attacking now. The Bandana Boys, as you coined them. <laughs> Tony Stetson has a full set of hair. So you know it was Johnny Hotbody's idea for them to both wear... Bandana, it's like, hey, wear this bandana, man. It'll be cool. It'll make us stand out a little bit. Johnny Hotbody only wants to wear the fucking bandana. It covers bald spot. And he tried to sell it to Tony Stetson. as like, oh, this will make us look like a team. <laughs> wear the bandana. Guaranteed that's what happened. Sounds about right. We got a case there in court. <laughs> Circumstantial evidence, though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, whoa. We, oh, that looked rough. That was a leg drop off the top rope from Tony Stetson with his little mustache. Since we get pretty good quality here, we can see more of his face than ever before. He's got a little little tiny mustache there. <laughs> the dirty-ass knee pads. Those knee pads suck. He also looks like he'd be part of Donnie Allen and Associates. That should be a stable. <laughs> The lawyer stable. Allen Winter. Winter Allen Associates. No, it's Stetson. Oh, oh. Oh, that's right. They're, you could get Winter. I still though. get these two guys confused. Yeah. Stetson. Stetson oh. Allen. Sandman wins the match. A nice little roll up right at the end there. And no fanfare oh. to it. They just move on. Fresh Prince Sunk. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of what it sounds like. All right. So you get Mr. Hughes in another match this week. Oh. They just, they just said, fuck it. Skip that. Oh, we lost power. They lost power, but this is the best their video has ever looked. <laughs> Actual quality video. And as I say that, it goes to some shitty video. And they're in a different arena. And not even where they just were for that last match. That's funny. All right, so now this is a totally different match. You get Sandman in this match with Mystic Hughes, Sal Balomo, and it's a shit show. I don't even know what's going on. We were just going to have Mr. Hughes against some jobber, and they tried to act like the lights went out, and now they're back. The lights are on. Like I said, they are only doing that because they actually changed venues. They wanted to make it look like they're in the same place. Maybe they didn't change venues, but it's definitely a different night. Uh, I can't tell. All these fucking high school gymnasiums look the same. Yeah, I think it, I think it's the same place. I think it's still the ECW Arena. 
but it was it seemed pretty clear that it was what's that guy's sign say never mind eh, I could be wrong Sandman cut open why is everybody out there yeah what's going on they haven't even said like what this match was it was Mr. Hughes and some jobber in the ring before this now it's just a big brawl Boy Styles is up in the Eagle's Nest and lights are off. Lights are off again. Things are going crazy here in the ECW arena. Wow, Sabaloma just threw a chair like across the ringside area. The half court shot. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> Mr. Oof. Hughes just punched a ring post. Kind of he broke his man. hand. <laughs> he really broke his hand. Things are pretty chaotic here. Sandman laying into Hughes. Steel chair. Who the hell's in the ring? Is that Shane Douglas? Yep, Shane Douglas and Tommy yep. Dreamer going at it. Tommy now. Dreamer. His ribs wrapped up. Yep. All right, so this is a continuation from earlier. Here we go. Um, it's getting some vengeance. Pissed. Yep. I like that. A little. Fuck him up! Fuck him up! <laughs> Fuck him up! <laughs> I like how the focus is now Shane Douglas and Tommy Dreamer in the ring with the chair. Oh. Oof. Chair shot to Tommy Dreamer. The franchise. Yep. Mr. Hughes. Mr. Hughes is going to help Trying out. Trying to calm down. Oh, we got Sullivan out there now and Taz. Everybody that was on the card is out there. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> this is Everyone's extreme. got a chair. Everyone has chairs. <laughs> <That's> awesome. <laughs> Double chair shots to Sandman. Sandman needs a beer. Yeah. ASAP. <laughs> Shane Douglas is really drilling that oh. into the uh, injured ribs there. Of abdomen. We got a trash oh, barrel flying in the ring. Another chair. Like Bad Breed caught a chair. Thought he was going to drop it. <laughs> fucking plastic. <laughs> trash barrel. Does nothing. I've been hit with one. So there's the baby Just face. Just annoying. Sal, Sandman. Oh, heels are in the ring. And all the heels are in the Styles. ring. Joey Styles. Looks like he's in a closet or something. And there's like a flashlight on him. <laughs> <laughs> this is pretty cool. Pretty cool. Uh, the show's about to end, so it's a nice ending to a show. Let's just have chaos. Yeah, everyone's got chairs. It's so good. And the lights are half off. This place is wild. He ain't, ain't nothing. He ain't nothing. He says he ain't nothing. <laughs> it's probably the coolest thing Hughes has ever been involved in. Yeah. Look at that headset. Holy shit. That thing's giant. Massive, dude. He wears it kind of backwards. So it doesn't mess up his hair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, look at that fan. His head. <laughs> He's all excited. Definitely a Peyton Manning fan. <laughs> yep, Tennessee. Yeah. Back in 93. Not yet, but... No, he wouldn't have been there yet. Future. Yep, a few years. That guy has a Peyton Manning tattoo. <laughs> oh, yeah, guaranteed. 
All right, so that wraps up uh, a good episode. I enjoyed that episode. There were some good things there. You had solid match with um, actually not that solid because it didn't last too long, but it was good tag team action between uh, Kevin, uh, Kevin Sullivan, Taz up against Tommy Dreamer and Shane Douglas. Shane Douglas obviously being a heel and beating the shit out of yeah. Tommy Dreamer, setting up a nice feud that is on the way. Got more built nice. to Terry Funk and Sabu, so that was nice. Yeah, nice storytelling match there. Yeah, and then you just have a whole big shit show at the end where everyone's going nuts and building up to the holiday hell that is just weeks away at this point. Actually, just 12 days away. Yeah, so that's coming up, and hopefully we'll get some of that action on the episodes that we'll cover next time in two weeks from December 21st in... December 28th. Based on the timeline, I don't know if we will because the show is going to take place the 26th. And obviously, December 21st is before that. And then the 28th is just two days after. So I don't know really what to expect for those episodes. It feels like the build is already up at this point. So what the hell are they going to present to us over the next two weeks <laughs> prior to actually having footage and editing it? Editing it. Editing the show for uh, to include holiday hell shit. I don't know. Love to see. But either way, we're covering those next two episodes in the next two weeks, and uh, that's about it. So good episode there. Just wanna do a little social media plugs before we get out of here. Um, I said it before. We do the bottom line wrestling cast, the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin, and we're a good way in, so it's a good time to come in and you know, join the join the journey through Stone Cold's career. And we are from up to the point now. We're in October, November of 1999, and episodes come out every Wednesday. But we have over 80 episodes available out there, so check us out there. And if you want to follow us on Twitter, we're at Bottom Line Cast. If you want to follow us for ECW, we're at ExtremeCast. And if you want to follow us personally, um, Mike Crew at MPRU83. And JV is at John Van Damage. And with that said, now, JV, anything you want to say before we get out of here? Nah. All right. So, uh, like I said, we don't know who's in the Super Bowl, and we won't talk to you guys until the Super Bowl takes place. But hopefully you enjoy the Super Bowl and – root for a team that you like. I don't think there's any teams. Well, there may be people that have teams <laughs> that are in there. You know, if you're... I was going to say, there's some pretty big organizations. Yeah. Kansas City's got a huge fan San base. Fran, Packers do. San Packers. Fran does. I think Tennessee Tennessee's probably the now. bottom. But, but yeah. being that, you know, spoken to territory, a lot of people might be from the area, Tennessee. Around yeah. that area. So, right. And that's who we're rooting for. Yeah. So if you are, rooting for you. Right. So the, that, if you're a Kansas City Chiefs fan, no hard feelings. Yeah, that's a book in the territory state. Tennessee, so we're rooting for Tennessee Titans. And at this point in the game, before we sign off here, it's 10 to 7 Tennessee, and the Chiefs just got a touchdown from uh, Tyreek Hill. From there Alabama. we go. My boy. <laughs> so I started him. Yeah, so enjoy the end of the football season, and we'll be back in a couple weeks with the end of December of 1993. We're finally done with 1993 in the next episode, and we're moving on to a great year. 1994, where they kind of got, you know, they know what they're doing at this point. They know they're extreme. They're not quite there yet. They're not called that, but it feels like it already at that point. 
So looking forward to that. So we'll wrap 1993 up next time. I'm Mike Pru along with JV, and we are out of here. Thank you, guys. So long.